0: Welcome back to another episode of the Pow Wow. Unfortunately, we're not, again, where we wanted to be. I feel like this is kind of like a Band-Aid. You just kind of have to rip it off and say it. Panthers lost their fourth straight game to the Bucks, 24-17.
1: Absolutely. It is a Band-Aid you have to rip off quickly, but all is not lost, all right? I, you know, I want to be realistic as a football player and say, man, we got work to do. There's no doubt. You got to dig deep. You gotta win the, the remaining four games. Is that a tall task? No, because we just seen the Saints get beat by the uh, by by the Cowboys. So it's not a tall task. Is it tough work? Oh, absolutely. Is it gonna be a grind? Absolutely. But is it doable? Yes. Have we beaten ourselves? The answer is absolutely yes. I look at Detroit, I look at the, the I look at Seattle Seahawks, beating ourselves. Uh, so as I look at that, now it is can we turn this thing around the answer is yes and in that locker room and now let me just be a football player in that locker room they don't ascribe to what the fans will look at and go oh man the season's over oh man it's that no their job is on the line and having your job on the line having your back against the wall you come out fighting and you come out swinging because guess what they all know in that locker room that hey i might not be here this this chain team is going to be totally different so as you're moving forward you got much more incentive to handle your business and you got four games to go in and do it I know in that locker they say look let's go we got to win these games
0: you were at the game this past Sunday what was the vibe like on the plane coming back and in the locker room what are the guys saying how does it feel I mean obviously losing doesn't give you the best vibe and you've said it's contagious but what are you seeing that you're still it excited was, about
1: well first of all it was a summer plane there's no doubt about that because they felt that loss they realized that they let another one slip away just like they let the detroit lions slip away, seahawks slip away the rest of slip away. They, they let one just get away from them the only game that they really got their head pummeled in it was the pittsburgh Steelers. they should be just won. ruled out i know they should have won the remaining games and it's the inconsistent play that the lack of fundamentals, the plastering when you hit at the plaster, the go-ahead and when you run through the quarterback, when you're blitzing on the quarterback. Some little fundamental things on the a defense and on the offensive side with a four interception was just too much to overcome by Cam Newton or anybody else it's just too much to overcome that's inconsistent play and the playing reflected it because it was a somber playing. because that's not the DNA of this team the last couple of years three or four years this team has always been a team that ekes out let me get on top and I find a way to win this time they find a way to, to lose and that's not acceptable, and that's why the plane was somber. Now, do they feel that way collectively? No, that was just you get the twenty-four hour rule. I put it behind me. Focus on Cleveland because I know that Johnny Manziel is a lot better than what everybody. You mean Baker is. Mayfield? I mean Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Um, Baker Mayfield. Is They've lot been through better. so many quarterbacks. We don't know. <laughs> You're right. Baker Mayfield is so much better than what you think, and I don't want that young man to get off uh, to to. Be like Stratford or be like the quarterbacks where now we're floundering and now he has a great day. i got to keep him corralled and contained and stop that offensive attack they have a pretty good offensive attack. We'll look more at that yeah, game at the end of the
0: podcast, but <clears throat> at least we had a few bright spots. We oh, yeah. still have Christian McCaffrey. He's doing so well, and it's good to see him staying consistent despite what's going on at the end of the game.
1: Christian McCaffrey has been the one thing that has gotten lost in, the loss, in, the, in, the, in our losses. Our losses are four losses. Christian McCaffrey's played outstanding football. Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion, should be going to the Pro Bowl. Christian McCaffrey has – he's every good as a Saquon Barkley, as a, a Shady McCoy. You take any of the top running backs in the league. Kareem Hunt, who just got fired by the, the yep. Kansas and Cheese, based on some off-the-field – Tough uh, loss stuff, for them. Playing-wise. Yeah. yeah. So, but you take a look at any of the running backs. Christian McCaffrey, Kamara from down the Saints, has proven to be an elite running back in this league. He reminds me so much of Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk for the Rams when he played with the Rams when it was the greatest show on turf was absolutely incredible. He could run between the tackles, and when he got put out as a receiver, On the outside as an H-back receiver, my goodness, he was deadly. That's Christian McCaffrey.
0: So luckily he's staying consistent. He can lead this team, hopefully back onto a winning streak. We lost Greg. That was tough. And then we also lost Trey Turner. Losing Greg, though, for the rest of the season, how is that going to affect the locker room and the leadership? Not only Cam's favorite, one of his favorite receivers, but also just the leadership he brings with his experience and his consistency of play.
1: I think it affects the leadership and – in the locker room I don't think it affects the play on the field and let me tell you why. I think the play on the field has been really uh, captured by Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey has been one of the go-to guys and the other guy who's been emerging on the third down situation has been DJ Moore, DJ Moore and, uh, and Jarius Jarrett Wright. Right. Those two guys collectively have really taken the vacuum and taken the, the touches. Don't forget because Olsen was out well They've been getting the majority of those touches on the third down situations and being really significant. So what I see is, I see Cam spreading the ball around and even when Osa's there, he hasn't been targeted as much as he's been in the past because the wealth and the love has been spread by Cam going through his options and the guys he's going through his options, Samuel has been producing, DJ Moore has been producing and we know. Uh, Chris McCaffrey is just a beast. So I think I, 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 my departure is I think it affects the locker room, but I don't think it affects the field.
0: That's always good to hear. We definitely have all of those weapons that we can still use. But where do we go from here? As the locker room, you said they get the 24-hour rule. This definitely feels like a keep-pounding moment for the Panthers.
1: I, I think your words are absolutely right. The keep-pounding moment has to ring true. It has to ring true. It has to be, has to be that mantra in that, in that locker room. Don't forget – You're a couple of plays away from winning the game. Yeah, they were all close games. Yes, you're not blown out. It's different, Justine. It is so different, Justine, JT, when if you beat the crap out of me and I can't do anything about it, Pittsburgh Steelers, then guess what? Uncle, you're better than me. But when I beat myself, when I'm in the red zone against the Seattle Seahawks and I I fourth down, don't come away with anything – don't pick up the first down, throw an interception, and still, winning the game at the end, and then allow a couple of plays over the tops on the secondary to get behind me to kick a field goal to win—unheard of. I mean, un- unheard of. So it's different when I'm beating my beating myself. So when I look at this team, and if I'm really honest, I'm going, dude, they didn't beat us, and that's sobering. It's Pittsburgh beat us.
0: Oh yeah, they didn't beat us. They spanked us a little bit.
1: It's all right. I know we beat ourselves, and that's the sober judgment. And this is where the leadership comes in, and this is why I think that Olson will be missed because Olson has that sober leadership and that wisdom where he, he can articulate that. You know, like this to the young guys, it'll be different if just get get my head stomped in. That ain't happening we threw four interceptions Cam Newton four interceptions in the game and three in under, Tampa Bay yeah, territory t- yeah and here it is under pressure too but still have a chance to win the game the same thing that happened Atlanta still have a chance to win the game and going down to score it'd be totally different if we were just in that we just have not made the plays when the plays were there to go in and make secondary um, offense we just didn't make the plays that's totally different and that I can live with, that I can correct, that I can go, I can seize the moment the next time I'm in that situation. That's a totally different uh, landscape as opposed to getting your head beat.
0: So unfortunately we haven't had a ton of positives to discuss on the pow today, but there's still more to talk about. Up next we'll look at some of the defensive changes made by the Panthers defensive coaching staff. We're back on the powwow, and we mentioned how the Panthers have made some changes on the the defensive coaching staff. Brady Hoke and Jeff Imamura have been relieved of their duties as the D-line coach and the assistant secondary and cornerbacks coach. Here's head coach Ron Rivera on his decision today.
1: Well, as I said in the statement, this is just a decision I felt was uh, best for the football team going forward. Eric and I will collaborate on putting the defenses together each week as we prepare and get ready to play. Um, you know, we're going to focus in on Cleveland, so we'll get together as a, as a defensive staff and communicate and talk about what we're going to do going forward. So I just felt it was in the best interest of the football team going forward. We've got four games left. We're going to take them one at a time, and we've got Cleveland. It's a collaborative effort between Marty Herney, myself, and Mr. Tepper. Um, I'm also going to keep them in, informed as the decisions that I make going forward for this football team. Um, The biggest thing is that that everything that I do for this football team is what I believe is in the best interest of this team. Uh, I believe that we do things to try and win, and at the end of the day, that's all I did was just try to put us, uh, I think, what I think was best for us.
0: So that was Coach Rivera um, at his Monday presser. Obviously, these decisions aren't easy, but it's something that he has to make, and he's been around the league enough to, I think, make the right decision. But what are your thoughts on this?
1: Well, let, let's take a look at it. Over the last couple of seasons, you go from coordinator to coordinator. The coordinator was um, it, it was McDermott, then it was Coach Wilkes, then it's Coach Washington. Coach Washington was doing an outstanding job with the front seven. Our front seven was noted on the map. You haven't heard too much about our front seven. Uh, Twenty, maybe six, twenty-eight sacks, when we're typically around – 39 40 at this juncture topping over at least 50, 50 plus sacks that hasn't been the that hasn't been the the narrative for our defensive front when it's always been that way so now moving him back down to that defensive line coach taking responsibility i get him back into a little bit more stable thing than where i need those guys coached up now that calls for the exit of uh, Brady Hope All right a guy coming from college into pros, a little different. Mm-hmm. Pros are a different mentality. College, you a little bit more rah-rah, where you, it's, 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 a, it's a different way of coaching. It just, it really is. And I think that not finding his groove in that is, may, have, may have cost maybe some games. Let's talk about Coach Jeff Immemora, who is an outstanding teacher. But with that said, the places that we have struggled has been in the quarterback position. Not the safety position, but the quarterback position. We look at the last game, uh, the seattle Seahawks game. We look at when it was Corn Elder down with Moore on a touchdown on a fourth down and three. Wow. Did you push the pocket? What do you, what did you do? What, is the, what are some of the nuances do you do to break up the ball? Or now you're at his shoulder, do you turn around to look for the ball? Those things have to be articulated by your coach. Not saying that Jeff didn't say it, but it has to be stilled in. When do you plaster? You get guys going behind you, captain, you got to get to the guy, now you got to plaster. You can't look back at the ball to see what the ball's doing. You have to go ahead and run to that man's shoulder. Then you can look at the ball. That ball probably hits you in the back or you intercept the ball. Little little, five things. We're talking about cornerbacks, and we're talking about the place, and I've said this before, where you lose a game quickly and easily on any game is in the secondary. That's where you lose it at. You can lose it at the quarterback position, throwing interceptions, and you can lose it in the secondary. And those have to be sound. So for us, the place that's been problematic for us has been at the cornerback's position. And we can go through, I can go through a number of games where I go, Wow, that was the corners. And I know that they're young and it's not, that, but that's just the landscape. That's just how it is. And coach has to make a very, very tough decision. And his friendship, he can't have friendship override making the tough decision. Mm. This is, I, it's
0: still a business after all. Mike is. Adams mentioned that things like this are the business side of things in football.
1: And as you develop relationships with those different coaches, you hope that your friendship is strong enough that you can make those type of decisions and that they can understand.
0: And I'm sure fans, as we all know, get a little upset when we lose, and this probably will appease fans seeing it's a visual thing that they can see changes are being made to right the wrongs that have been happening on the field. Well,
1: optically, yes, but here also the other – But other, it's not just optics, yeah, obviously. but the other key component that was was going on is that coach has taken over. I don't think people understand how – they probably don't because they don't know the ins and outs of, of what we Most do likely. as far as <laughs> uh, um, how defensively things are broke down broken down on first and second down the defensive coordinator or the in this case coach Washington who was running the offensive line he's going to have a great say so on on what fronts he wants to be able to do to stop the run because first down first and second down is where you have mixed down where you have to stop the run he has a big say on third down typically your secondary guy gets involved and says hey I'm going to do my nickel package we got nickel down third and seven plus Nickel down four to six, nickel down three minus. So you got those demarcations of how you break down third down. But the secondary guy, he sets the table for that. Coach McDermott sets the table, and Coach Wilkes sets the table for that. Well, guess who's going to be setting that table now? Coach Rivera. He's done that all his career. Mm-hmm. So now he's going to set the table and say, hey, this is what we want done based on what we see. How are we going to coach this? What are we going to go and do? That's huge. That is absolutely huge as opposed to Coach washington holding all those cars and being helped by maybe in that side in some instances coach rogers so from that standpoint i get it but what's going on is that coach rivera is taking on a more active role and now taking off that that uh head coaching hat a little bit and now getting down it's getting dirty. a little more specialized oh getting dirty because you talk about the back half that's that seven, the secondary along with the linebackers on third down situations, situational football, and now him putting his expertise and his standpoint and say, oh, we're going to blitz on this. Third and 17, we're blitzing. We're blitzing. We won't get the ball out your hand. We're going to sit back there and let you hit us with a four-man rush and hit us. No, we ain't doing that. So that's what you're going to go ahead and see. Now you're going to see a different emphasis, and I think the fact that Coach Rivera is taking over and taking over his controls, I'm going to just tell you right now, as a secondary guy, I love it. And it has nothing to do with Coach That's good Moore. to hear. I like you hear, say, hear you saying it. that. I love it. I'm like, yeah, Coach, do your thing. Absolutely. You go in there and do your thing because you've been successful in every place that you've gone and calling plays and getting after people. Do your thing.
0: He's getting down to what he does best. Absolutely. So, he also, Coach Ron also mentioned that we need to get back to where we've been in the past. Like we've said before, we we have the capability, we just haven't been doing it. So, There are a few team leaders that also mentioned that, and here's them after the game on Sunday.
1: Continue to harp on the things that we think aren't working. I was just telling Jordan, I think we have a discipline problem in critical situations, and so we got to figure out a way to address that. Coaches have been addressing it this week. I think it's on us older players now to really harp on in-game discipline, critical situations, understanding the concepts, trying to make stuff up on the fly in all three phases being disciplined in your techniques not getting holding penalties simple things being disciplined in your technique third and we got to win the game we got to have the best pass sets from an offensive line standpoint that you can have so that's all discipline it's not it's not a talent problem we just really haven't executed for four quarters um and that's been the biggest difference for this team and for this defense we just understand that you know we know what we have to do we know what we're capable of and it's just all about going out there putting a complete game together and we still haven't done that yet
0: that was ryan cleel and thomas davis these two among others understand that this team has the pieces to make us a great team like we are but we know something's just not clicking
1: yes and what i like about those two leaders stepping up one offensive leave the center position big position and then like the linebacker position not Luke little but Kind of that emotional leader from uh, from that defense, which is Thomas Davis. they are soberly letting us and that team know that. Look, we got four games, dude. We it's we're not done? over yet. Where is it written that we're done?
0: Just because fans are tweeting it, they don't know anything. As you said, they don't yeah, know the ins and
1: outs. Absolutely. Listen to me. Where is it written that we're done? Who wrote it? I don't get it. It it, it is always play. It's always bug me to no end when I look at a player like, let's take David and Goliath you see Goliath, you go, oh man I want Goliath on my team, well guess what you give me David with them dang stones he got, punching people upside the head with it, knocking dudes out and then cutting off the head, you give me that cat, alright, optically uh, optics, I don't care what it looks like, what that guy is supposed to be able to do, I don't care I want the guy that's going to go ahead and produce and in that locker room I don't care what it looks like, man, with six 6-6, and six. what it tastes like. Man, we just had an awful loss. Man, I don't care. It doesn't matter what it tastes like, sounds like, looks like to me. I don't care. I play football. I'm a professional football player. When we get locked down, we go in that locker room, we start breaking down film. All I'm sitting on is, oh, Cleveland? Oh, Tope? Oh, Callaway? Oh, what? Oh, Baker Mayfield? Oh, I got to bring the pain. I got to go bring some heat. I got to bring some hurt. I gotta, that's how I think, unlike our fans, love you, I get it, I get the emotional rolling, I totally get it, I, I know that you're upset with me, totally get it, but that does not deter me at one bit of what I feel in that locker room and what I am planning to go ahead and do, how I will study this week, how it will impact me, and what I'll do to do the little extra things to get myself ready for this game. Matter of fact, I'm trying to win four games when I typically go and say, one game at a time? Yeah, I got one game at a time. But in the back of my head, I'm going, oh, we can win these four games. Where is it written that we can? not Where is it written that we can't, JT? That's what I need to know. And if it's written somewhere and it's in stone, then all right, maybe we can't win.
0: Then you're wrong, but it's not. But it's not
1: written. And that's what I like about Orion Khalil, a Thomas Davis. I need to be reminded because don't forget some of these guys are young. They're playing big roles. Ian Thomas, DJ Moore. Uh, 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 D, uh, D, uh, Dante Jackson, guys, uh, T, T, uh, Taylor Moten, guys, uh, Chris Clark, guys, well, Chris is not new, but new to the team. Guys are playing major roles, and you need to be reminded that you got four games left, and it is doable. This is highly doable. So from that standpoint, I like when my guys have to go and say, calm the, calm the waters, and let's go get after. it. I don't
0: know how anyone could f- think negatively about the team after hearing you. I love hearing you talk about it because I'm like, I'm, I'm jacked now.
1: Let's go. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a football player. I know, yeah, do broadcasting, yeah. We're doing a podcast, absolutely. But here's the nitty-gritty of it. I played football for 16 years. I've been in that locker room. I've been behind the eight ball. I've been in where you – when you're losing and then you have to turn it around and you turn it around. I've been on those winning streaks and losing streaks. Yeah, and I know that football turns on a dime. It is always about, is a thin margin. You just go ahead and make a play. Can you make that play? I know you can make that play. Can you push that ball? Yeah, can you intercept the ball? Can Eric Reed intercept the ball as opposed to getting a PBU knocking down the ball? Totally change the game. He catches that ball, it's a totally changed game. All right now it's an interception. Now you kneel down. You get the ball on the 20-yard line. Boom. Totally different deal as opposed to knocking down the ball. And how can I say that? Because I intercepted the ball instead of knocking down the ball because I knew it would change the complexion of the game. And I risked it. So from that standpoint, I look at that young man, Eric Reed, in position. I'm going like this. Will he be in position again? Yes. Will he get the interception? Absolutely. Because he's like, look, i got to seize this moment, and I can't let the receiver Get back in, Godwin uh, or more, knock down the ball or get a chance of it. I'm going to body him out with my body, and I'm going to make sure I secure it. And instead of body catching it, I'm going to extend my hands this time, and now I'm going to catch it with my hands so that you don't have a chance to go ahead. I'm, and I'm going to LeBron James you. Basically, I'll put you on the low post and LeBron James you. That's what I'm going to do. That's what we're dealing with, JT. And that's why I'm excited because I'm a football player, not a broadcaster, not a podcaster. A football
0: player. Well, now I'm excited for next week. But before we get to that, I'm also excited about flagging the play uh, coming bye. up next on the Pow Wow. <laughs> Welcome back to the happiest part of the show, flag on the play. Yes. Ready to make some calls? Let's make some calls. All right, first one. OBJ has two 40-yard touchdowns this season, and Eli Manning has none with the Giants.
1: Two 40-yard touchdowns, no flag on the play because OBJ has been struggling and trying to get maybe – the monkey off his back and forth, the media wars and all the stuff that's going on. So I'm happy for him that he actually got two 40-yard touchdowns. It's, it's, a but, it's a little right, funny. It's a little funny. But, I mean,
0: OBJ is an athlete all around. Yeah.
1: But see, that 35-yard touchdown that he threw, I mean, what, One of yard? them was here at Bank I of America. I said, I said, OBJ, nice. But I, I'm not mad at you at all because you're trying to win, and they're putting you in every position for your team to win.
0: Too bad he can't throw and catch for those Giants. Up next, Tom Brady fake retired with a video on social media <laughs> after reaching 1,000 rushing yards, saying that's the whole reason he's been around so long. He just wanted to get that 1,000.
1: Yeah, you know what? I I'm a Tom Brady fan, so I can't put a flag on the player Tom. It was Brady. pretty funny. Yeah, it, it's very very funny because Tom Brady is not known for running at all. But to get a thousand yards from that man right there, that is a milestone right there. So no flag on the play, Tom Brady, you 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 beast.
0: Up next. Buffalo Bills defensive end Jerry Hughes went after a ref in the tunnel after the game. There's a video. He was pretty aggressive.
1: Flag on the play, because guess what? That is a huge fine. And you go after the referee, you have a uh, you're gonna have a, a, a citation in your locker. That's the next day. That's gonna have like a twenty five thousand bill on it. Whatever it is that you get, that's gonna be taken out of your check immediately. That you won't even see it. You don't go after referees. If you got a complaint. Lodge a play with the team, and the team, the coach, can go ahead and send it in. But if you go after the referees, I'm sorry, flag on the play, it's going to cost money out of your pocket, and your wife will not be happy with that. I love that your wife will not be happy with that. Oh, she is not going to be happy with that. All right, last
0: one, but not least. Lions offensive tackle Taylor Decker asked Twitter to get his first-ever touchdown ball back. He threw it into the stands in celebration. Then he went out on Twitter asking if the guy or whoever, the kid, whoever got it, if they could give it back.
1: Flag on the plate. offensive lineman. I know you don't get a chance to go ahead and score touchdowns, but if you do score a touchdown, I know you're excited. Keep the ball. Yeah. Why? Why would you throw it if why you want it? Why would you it? throw it? Keep the ball. Your job. You can spike the ball. Y'all can do all those little dances stuff. You could have done anything. You're gonna throw the ball in the stands when you know you're gonna get want to get it back. So what does that little kid who been sitting there going like this? I hope that somebody I can get a ball. The ball comes in and now you want to get it back from him. Stealing candy no. from a baby. Possibly. No, Stella Candy from a baby, or that fan. Absolutely. Flag on the play. Keep the football. And the next time you do it, I'm telling you, do not throw the ball in the stands. Because once it's in the stands, it belongs to the fans.
0: Well, lucky for Decker, he found the guy on Twitter, and I think he's getting the ball back. But again, dude, why?
1: Oh yeah. Well, you better he's go slugger. there. Yeah, no, you better get him, a, get him another football, and have it signed by all the guys on your team, so that. Uh, is, is worth something. He said he would
0: hook him up, so okay, hopefully okay. he did. All right. That wraps up Flag on the Play, but not the entirety of our show today. Next, let's talk about the playoff picture. We've dug ourselves a hole, but we're still not out of it. We still have a chance. we just got to obviously turn it around start winning.
1: Well, this game tonight, this is a game that's tonight with the uh, Redskins versus the Eagles. Mm-hmm. This is going to be an important game because uh, we lost to the Redskins, but we beat the Eagles. We need the Eagles to go ahead and beat the Redskins because right now on the on the wild card, I believe in the wild card race it is Seattle and the Redskins that are in the wild card that are ahead of us because mm-hmm. they they have the tiebreaker over the Carolina Panthers. So we need a little bit of help. But once again, uh, JT, this goes back to what Thomas Davis and Khalil were saying in the locker room. We got four games. Who said we can't do this? Exactly.
0: So next up though, we gotta face the Browns again away. I feel like we haven't had any home games this year, but I know it it all works out. It's just how it's played out. The Browns are fourth in the AFCs, four, seven, and one. But like you said, they've got some good players. Mayfield or Baker Mayfield is not one to scoff at.
1: No, Baker Mayfield, what I was impressed I remember when Tyrod Taylor, I was watching the game, or oh, maybe it was a Thursday night, and Tyrod Taylor went out of the game on an injury. And Baker Mayfield came in the game, and when after the first couple of passes that he threw, and I watched the game, I said, Tyrod Taylor will never get this job back again. Never. Poor guy. Baker Mayfield is here to stay. He is that good. He is accurate. He's a competitor. He reminds me of Jake DeLone. He's just a competitor. That's why he's very good. He's not afraid to compete, and he's not afraid to accept a challenge. Now – I think there's some problems on Cleveland, yes. Uh, But if we look at it, don't forget, we lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They tied the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm -hmm. Their one tie is with the Pittsburgh Steelers early in the season. Don't sleep on Cleveland. And I can guarantee you, the Carolina Panthers will not sleep on the Cleveland Browns at all. They're going to go into Cleveland, and JT, they're going to go in there with a mat on. And they're going to go in there with a fine focus and they'll go in there and we'll try to seize the moment of make every play count. Every play is going to count in that game, from a special teams play, from a defensive play, and typically you get 65 to 70 plays in a game. Well, guess what? Every last one of those plays will count. And I bet you the fine focus of that team as we go down and descend in the, uh, down into Cleveland is going to be extra heightened. No doubt about it. So get ready because the Carolina Panthers are coming to Cleveland.
0: I'm excited again, like you you got me hyped. So I'm I'm ready for this game. The Panthers have a week to prepare. What do you think is going to be their main focus? You've talked about just fixing the little things, but what is one thing that you know that they're going to focus on?
1: You got to seize the moment. Pay attention to detail, seize the moment. Cam Newton kind of alluded to this, uh, about throwing interception. He said, I got to be better. One, it comes down to personal responsibility. You got to accept the responsibility. But when you don't make the throw, you got to be honest with yourself. Can I have made that throw? Yes. What do I gotta do right to make that throw? Put yourself back in a situation when you got cover two and you got punches running back down through the middle. How do you do it? Do you throw a direct throw? Do you put any air on the ball? What do you do to make sure that you're able to get that ball in that area? Boom. That's what you go ahead and do. Now that's just Cam Newton. But everybody from the def from the offensive line, the defensive line, on the twist side, you gotta have a fine focus and you gotta be paying attention. You gotta come up with your best stuff. You gotta play your A game. So that means it starts on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Once you get that game plan, fine focus, extra film, all that stuff, extra time on the on the practice field of doing the little things, fundamentals, the plaster, punching the ball, running to the man, all those things. I'm listening to me. I'm excited here because I'm a, I'm a ball player because I know what it takes to go ahead. And to go ahead and make We know we talent. have the
0: talent. We know we have it.
1: You, you got ooze and loads of talent. You got to be consistent. You got to be consistent. And then when you're on top, you kill a gnat with a sledgehammer. You kill a gnat with a sledgehammer. You make sure that you cover every, every aspect of the game. You dot the I's. You cross the T's. That you're not giving anybody anything. You're not giving crumbs to a mouse, cookies, milk. None of that stuff. You make sure that it is a drop for that team. It is arid. It is dry. That they that they get no water, no nothing. And then when we get off the football field that they realize that they've just been uh, they've been dealt with by the Carolina Panthers. It's a fine focus. And it's gonna start on Wednesday. And then I if I'm on that practice field, and I'm doing my thing, I'm making sure I am vocal. If I'm Mike Adams, I'm Eric Reid, I'm making sure I am vocal on every little situation. The trap, watch the counter. I'm telling every little thing. The dig, deep dig's coming. The corner's coming. I need you to double move. I am I'm extremely vocal, because I'm gonna make sure that I know exactly what the coaches know, based on all the stuff they study, and what I know based on what I studied, what Cleveland likes to do. I will leave no stone As I play and approach this game, that's what they got to do. And then you do it at a high level, and you do it with some pride, and you do it with some excitement.
0: Panther pride. Well, this team's not giving up. You're not giving up. I'm not giving up. Fans, you better not give up. Keep pounding. That game is Sunday against the Browns. Make sure you tune in and watch the game, and hopefully we'll we'll turn this losing streak around.
1: We're going to turn this losing streak around. Let's talk to the Cleveland Browns.